0: Buddy Tipton. How you doing, Buddy Tipton? Fantastic. Everything's good. Buddy Tipton was a pastor in Vero Beach, Florida for how many years? Forty-six. Forty-six years at the Assembly of God. Let's go back. Where are you originally from, Buddy? Panama City, Florida. Panama City, Florida. Now, um, there was a dark period in his life. I know that, dark period in your life where it led to you becoming a pastor later on in life. So let's go back to your childhood. You were brought up in upstate uh, Florida.
1: Yeah, and the panhandle there, you know, kind of redneck area, you know. So that's why the accent that I have. (laughs) I don't sound like I'm from New York, do
0: I? Well, you always refer to yourself as the redneck preacher. Right, yeah. That's because everybody else did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, it was great to have you here. And so tell us, what did your dad do for a living? What did your mom do? Uh, My dad and mother
1: both worked in the shipyard during the war. You know, because uh, they were both welders, oh. and uh, they stayed right there in Panama City. And uh, my dad became a carpenter, and my mother was a housewife. And so my dad uh, built houses and uh, worked his way up to becoming a contractor. And, and Were you a welder? Uh, I was a welder. I was a boiler maker. I was an iron worker. And so I did weld, but I also connected iron up two or three hundred feet up in the air.
0: So you're the guy, yeah. I remember years ago, I told people, I, I used to say it was you, then I had my second doubts. So I thought, well, I don't know if it was Buddy, yeah. but you taught one night at your church that if you take a piece of pipe yeah. where it's broken or cracked right. and it's at its weakest point, if you right. add fire to that spot, yeah. it then becomes the most impregnable spot. Right. Well,
1: it's sort of correct, but. But you'll take, two, in fact, when you take a welding test, it'll take two pieces of iron, butt them together, and you weld it up. And then it'll put it under a bending machine. And if it breaks at that bend, then uh, you fail to test. It has to break somewhere else. Uh-huh. And so that part is stronger, you know. Because, I didn't like that. Yeah. So you V it out when you put it in so you can fill it in. You don't just butt it together. You V it out so that you can fill that in. And then you put a few runs over that. And so it becomes
0: very strong. And so, too, that's a good analogy for our lives. Those, of, those who are called according to God's purpose oftentimes, yeah. I think it was Billy Graham, say, go through a, a dark period or yeah. a breaking period. Sure. I mean, that's what happens to most of
1: us, you know, that, uh, that go through something very difficult. Then you try much harder, you know. And whenever you become a Christian, you know, you look back and appreciate even more, you know,
0: what, uh, what God has done for you. Okay, so you were a typical young boy, liked to go fishing, lived up in panama mm-hmm. uh, and uh, w- w- what happens next?
1: Well, I, we also hunted you know in, in Panama City, you know whenever you're in the second grade, they give you a rifle a twenty two mm-hmm. rifle you know no instructions just here's a rifle, you know it's your birthday and uh, <laughs> and so uh there's I, it, we're very dangerous you know and and so we had a lot of close calls, but when I was sixteen. Uh, my cousin and I you know, were going hunting, and, and um, a bird flew up in a grapevine, you know, and my mother was going to take us somewhere and drop us off. But at the house, I loaded my 16-gauge shotgun to shoot this bird, and he flew off. And so I leaned it against the car. And a few minutes later, my cousin picked up his gun and aimed it at me and said, Let's duel. We did that stupid stuff, you know, yeah. and we weren't thinking of any danger. I picked mine up and aimed it at him, and he must have realized it was loaded, and he put his hand out and went right through his hand and right through his heart, and he fell down right in front of me dead. I mean, blood came out of his mouth, and he said, God, have mercy, and that was it. And, I, I mean, I was stunned. I mean, I just, uh, that was the hardest thing looking back over my life. I'm 78 now. There's nothing ever been like that, you know. The hardest thing I've ever done was go through that because I felt guilty, I felt like, you know, that I should die and, you know, and so I started drinking, you know, I was in high school. And um, I started drinking uh, and as long as I was drinking, I uh, felt a little bit better. dull you know. the pain. Yeah, it didn't go away, but I felt a little bit better. It was numbing it, you know, so to speak, a little yes. anesthetic, you know. And um, and so, of course, with drinking, you know, other problems come. And, and um, I graduated high school, but then I started getting in trouble. And uh, I got in a little trouble. And I was having <laughs> uh, car wrecks and speeding tickets and all that sort of thing. So the judge said, hey, you know, if you'll join the military, I won't take your license. And I said, okay, all right. Well, I wish I could take that back but but I joined the Navy yeah. and uh and went overseas. I was in Japan and you know, here was and that under... a good
0: experience in any way? I mean did you well, was... did you glean some discipline from that?
1: Well no. Uh it was good in a way until an officer said something to me and and I had to hit him you know and uh and they uh they escorted me out of the were military under, were
0: you under the influence
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I was drunk as a skunk <laughs> that's uh, under it <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know we was off off uh base and so you know I had to go before a uh, you know a um a court. And, uh, you know, I was young, I was 19 years old and I, I, I couldn't afford to get an attorney. I could have, but I didn't even know all that. And so they gave me a, you know, bad conduct discharge from the military. And so that was when Vietnam, I mean, the night they took me off the ship, uh, I was in Yokosuka, Japan and was in a, a destroyer. And, uh, when they took me off of that ship, uh, they loaded ammunition all night to go on Taiwan patrol. That was Vietnam was cranking up. Mm. And that's how I miss Vietnam, you know. At the time, I wanted to go. You know, looking back, you know, I'm glad I didn't go. You probably but,
0: wanted to funnel that anger towards uh, some enemy that you created in your mind.
1: Well, I just, and actually, it was just because I wanted to do something for our country, you know. And probably, uh, the subliminally, that probably is true. Mm. You know, that uh, I wanted to go and fight and so forth. And... And so, you know, that was a bad experience. But, you know, if we get to that, the end result was really good.
0: Okay, so you've got two things now. You, you inadvertently, accidentally murder, kill your cousin.
1: Yeah, let's don't use the word murder.
0: <laughs> yeah, you've got that on your, on your back. Yeah. <clears throat> At this time, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior to take that sin off your shoulders. Right. Then you get, because of that, you're drinking heavily. Uh, and you get booted out of the Navy at this time. Would you say you were fully addicted to alcohol?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Could not stop, no. whether your own accord.
1: I could quit for about an hour. You know. yeah. <laughs> I, I'd quit four or five times a day. <laughs> Let's start back. <laughs> we joked about that; it was the truth, though. <laughs> you know, you get up in the morning, and say I'm gonna have a hangover, but not today. You take another yeah. drink.
0: You know. Well, I've been there. I couldn't stop, but you I've done, done it. <laughs> I've done eleven and a half years sober, but I but I can't do three days on my own. It's only by the power of God. Right, right. Exactly. So what happens next? You said that the the Navy somehow was a good thing that you got booted out?
1: Well, it wasn't a good thing I got booted out, but the end result was years later when I was pastoring a church, um, a lady in the church, uh, Sharon Schrader, which was Bill Schrader's wife, they used to own Action Printers years ago, and uh, she said, you know, we ought to try to get this thing reversed. This, this, I think it was... um, bad conduct discharge. So so she went to work on it and got my wife Mavis involved in it. And they eventually had, got uh, the senator involved in it and uh, and got it done with an honorable discharge.
0: Isn't that great? Because yeah. of your clean record right. later on. In
1: well, they had all kind of things out of the newspaper, things that we'd done at the church
0: sure. and said, you
1: know, and she said, <laughs> me. even murderers sometimes get you know, a reprieve, and uh, and so I think he deserves a chance. And so on uh, a July Fourth weekend, they gave me that.
0: Wow! wow.
1: It was very emotional.
0: It still is. <laughs> it still is it's very powerful to yeah. be forgiven to be exonerated yeah. isn't that exactly what jesus does for us too i guess one day yeah. they're gonna the judge is gonna say uh palmer you're guilty and then <laughs> jesus is gonna stand up in the back of the room going uh, excuse me i already paid the price for this one
1: excuse me your honor but i'm his attorney and um he's not guilty <laughs> 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 i paid uh.
0: i paid his bail Would would you say this this whole experience though made it very made it easier for you to show mercy and kindness to those who fall in life and have entered the uh, over forty years have entered the doors of your church?
1: Absolutely, you know, there's a parable in the Bible about that where this guy was forgiven this humongous debt, and uh, and so. He goes to a guy that owed him something. It wasn't even that much money. And he said, give it to me or you're going to prison, you know, and then he got back to Jesus, you know, and he says, you know, that's it with you because, you you know, you were forgiven a big debt and you didn't have mercy. And, you know, and that's probably is true. I mean, I I have mercy on a lot of people because uh, I've been there and done that, you know, and uh, I've been forgiven.
0: Okay, let's find out how that all happened. So you get booted out of uh, the uh, the Navy, you're drinking, you're addicted to alcohol, you're yeah. carrying the weight of the death of your cousin, uh, the accidental shooting. And uh, what happens, finally, I mean, did, were you already with Mavis and were you still addicted to booze? No, I was,
1: of course, got out in California, you know, in San Francisco. Yeah. And I had an uncle that managed a pizza place down in uh, Santa Barbara, California. And so I went down there and uh, worked with him. Well, it was a pizza place that had beer. <laughs> 27 types of imported beer plus tap beer and <laughs> and so the first night I worked I had 14 beers. I said this is my kind of place. <laughs> and so so my uncle he was a drinker too, so so we we had a great time, you know, together. And uh well, beer and pizza go to well together. Uh-huh. So I met a girl, moved in with her and she got pregnant. Mm. And I said, "Oh boy, I so I can't get married, you know, and and, like everything else in life, I left her and um and just left and but I'd met mavis and uh, I, I, I wasn't ready to get married you know but but I didn't want to lose her, mm-hmm. and so eventually we did get married mm-hmm. and um and uh, uh because things weren't working out there, I was still having trouble with the drinking, and she thought she could fix me, you know. Women
0: tend to take us on as projects, don't they?
1: They do, they do, and um, that project wasn't doing too well. (laughs) (laughs) It it was no more subsidizing that one, you know, so so anyway, I said, well, if we move back to Florida, maybe things will change. Mm. They did, they got worse. Geographic
0: change, that's going to cure it.
1: Right, went back to Florida and uh, Panama City, and I met some old friends, Mm -hmm. and here we will. You know, we started drinking again, and and um, and then I was running around with guys that got 20 years because they killed a guy, you know. he was They were riding by his house too fast, and he yelled at them. And his whole family was out there, and they jumped over the fence and stabbed him to death. And they all got 20 years for that. I could have been with them, you know, because we were buddies, and I just happened to not be with them that day. Wow. And so, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that I was I was I went right back to my drinking and so forth, and finally my wife— We'd done this many times uh, about talking about divorce. And finally she said, this is it. I can't take it any longer. And I said, well, I understand. You know, I understand that. But I'll try one more time (laughs) and talk her into it, (laughs) as I always did. Uh, But she was serious, and I knew she meant it this time. And so I quit, you know, for about, um, oh, maybe a month. And one day uh, I was a boilermaker, so I was belonging to union. So we always had work. But all of a sudden we didn't have work. And so I went, I told her I was going out to look for a job. And so I went out and went to the first bar, you know, drank a beer, played a game of pool, went to the next, took a beer and went with to the next bar. I said, rack them up and, um, and set the bar, beer on the table. Uh, and the door opened and my wife walked in.
0: Ooh.
1: I said, yeah, I was on my way out right now. <laughs> and so I left that beer sitting there. It's the last one I ever touched. Mm. And I actually never touched it, you know. And I walked uh. out and then I quit for a few more weeks. And that's when uh, I went to church on a Sunday for some reason. You know, I didn't know, I mean, I don't know why I was going, you know, <laughs> but I just said, I'm going to church Sunday, you know. And, and, uh. Your wife went with you? Oh, yeah, yeah. And my whole family, my, my parents, when the accident happened, my parents got saved. You know, they came to church and got saved. And I left the church because me and my cousin that I killed, well, he was in church because his mother was a single parent, you know, and she mm-hmm. had six kids. And and so he had to go to church, and so I'd go with him sometimes, and we'd just sit there and snicker and laugh, and you know, as you know, 14, 15-year-olds, you know. And um, and so I kind of caught some of what they were saying, you know. Mm. Uh, we'd get saved about every Sunday, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'd go back outside, we and it was totally get different. saved every Sunday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it'd make you feel guilty. You know, you can leave here, and you get in a car wreck and go straight to hell, and I'd say, oh, my God, we need to get saved. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't really sticking, you know, and so so uh that day i went to church i said i'll get it over with and i'll never say i'm going to church again and they took us right down to the front you know of course and the place was full and i said "Mm, i'm looking for the exit you know i can get out of here real quick you know and i knew how the system works you know they sing a few songs um, you know, and a special song maybe, an offering, you know, then the preacher preaches and then he prays, you know, gives an altar call, he prays and when he's praying I'm going to be in the wind, you know, I'll <laughs> i get
0: know out. of know how this
1: system Yeah, because yeah, I didn't want to go, you know, I didn't want to go through an altar call and reject yeah. the Lord, yeah. not realizing my whole life was rejecting the Lord, yeah. not just that one incident, you know, yeah. but I'm sitting there and all of a sudden, I mean, they're singing songs, the choir singing and the church, it's Pentecostal church, they start getting a little wild, you know, yeah. and they're praising the Lord and raising our arms, you know, and so forth. And all of a sudden, the preacher gets up and walks to the pulpit and says, this altar's open right now. <laughs> I said, no. He fooled me. <laughs> he pulled one on me, you know. And I'm thinking, and the Lord's saying, you know, you need to come. I said, Lord, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't live like these people, you know. But next thing I was headed to the altar, and I knelt down there, and I said, Lord, I, you know, there's certain things I can do and certain things I can't, you know. And I was negotiating, you know. I, was, <laughs> I said, I can't quit this, can't but I'll quit that. And, and so all of a sudden, it felt like, you know, I'm not much of a computer guy, but when they came out with those computers with a floppy disk, yeah. it was like they took that disk out and put it in another one. Really? Oh, I knew when I stood up from that altar, I'd never go back to it. I knew I was saved. I knew that I would never drink again. And, and and I haven't. <laughs> I walked away. I went to the sit down by Mavis and said, you don't have to go down there, but that's where it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and people still going crazy, you know, because they caught a big fish, you know, because they all knew about me. I was in my community, you know, and so he knew who I was.
0: You don't have to go down there, but that's where it's happening.
1: <laughs> yeah. She went down there, and she got saved, too. And she was a Baptist Methodist. But wasn't going to church. Cause I didn't want her to go to church. I said, "You ain't going to church and bring that stuff home to me." <laughs> you know, yeah. And so, so you knew you were instantaneously converted, yeah, totally. Yeah. New disc. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't work that way for everybody, no. apparently. You know, but with me, it did. I never looked back. I mean, uh, I I was started being to church all the time. Then we almost got divorced because uh, I wanted to be there an hour before church started. <laughs> and, she, and, by the, and she said, "Well, my God, we don't have to be there that early." I said, "I want to be there." <laughs> and so yeah. I said, Are "You crazy? found the real thing, yeah, and you, you wanted it. I mean, you didn't want me to go to the bar. Now you don't want me to go to church. <laughs> 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 you don't be camping out down there. <laughs> and so, and so, uh, so we, you know, we started going to church all the time, and. But the day, one of the important part of it was that day when I was sitting in church, after she came back and sat down, and they wanted to preach. I have no idea what he preached that day. But I said to her, I said, you know, we're trying to have kids. We'd been married at that point almost four years. Mm-hmm. We'd been to the doctors and been tested. And he said, there's no reason why you can't have kids, you know. But, you know, and so, but she wasn't getting pregnant. And so that day I said to her, because <laughs> I took Bible in high school as an elective. Because it was easy. Mm-hmm. And I memorized all kinds of scriptures, you know. And we'd get out there, and these guys would say, preach. And I'd get down to preach, you know, and quote these scriptures. You know, and we'd laugh. You know, that's the funniest thing in the world. No. well, I mean, it wasn't funny when I became a preacher, <laughs> a real preacher, you know. And so, so I said, you know, I think we can have children now because the Bible says, and I hadn't read a Bible in 10 years. Yeah. I said, it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto you. And, and and it's right there, right there in the Bible, you know, and so so um that day, from that day till the time Paul was born was nine months. Nine months and one day. <laughs> 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 You're kidding. <laughs> nope. And we never had any more children. Just him. I wow. mean to me that was the Lord putting an accent on it and saying, See, I did this.
0: Wow. <laughs> oh nine months and one day one from day. that day. Yep. From you got day. you got a friend up in march, heavenly places don't you
1: march 16th 1969 is when i got saved he was born that same year december the 17th
0: amazing <laughs> that's just amazing <laughs> i tell you what let's take a little break then when we come back we're talking with uh pastor buddy tipton i've known him for almost 30 years now yeah. he did ran his church for how many years 40 46 46 years and uh, when we come back, so, okay, he goes forth, he gets saved. Then, I mean, radically, he says it's like a floppy disk. Another disk was put in the computer. He's totally wiped clean, comes back to his seat, and knows that there's a power greater than himself that has saved him from his addiction to alcohol, etc. How did he become a preacher and influence so many lives around the world? We'll find out when we return. This is the mayor of the airwaves. Who loves your baby? Somebody up above far greater than I, I assure you.